I looked at mom and I started laughing. Oh my god. This kid picked up Jeffrey the giraffe and said, Look, Ma, it's Jeffrey Bezos. Hey, retro lovers. Welcome to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast, where we talk all about pop culture, retro toy collecting, and nostalgia. And now, here are your hosts, Alex and Brandon. So, Jocelyn, the other day I was scrolling through Facebook. Naturally. And as you know, I'm a part of a various different collector groups, whether it's Power Rangers, Street Sharks, Motu, Transformers. Yeah. And somehow I am in those groups as well. And I think it's just so that I'll know what memes you're talking about when you well, say I mean, let's different things. You you also didn't just join the toy groups. You joined like every group that I'm a part of. Well, that's because you keep sending me memes and they're all private groups. So I have to join them in order to see the meme that he's referencing. That's like this very niche meme. Well, I think it's funny. You. Like you, you are part of my cigar club online. Yeah. And they're wonderful people. And I love seeing everything that they post. Well, that that group of is a great group. There's yeah. another group that like you, you've oh. seen. that I'm like, I joined this for the cigars and now it's just raunchy memes. Yeah, no, that's not nice. Yeah. I'm not part of that one. Yeah, no, I'm, I'll probably be quitting out of that one soon. Yeah. I just... I know yeah, you I, were looking forward to it being, like, actually in, like good, informative. Like, good, because they were talking about really nice things, and then it just, it went downhill. Massive spiral downhill very fast. But, so, one of the groups I'm a part of, one of the people that's in this group made a post January 1st. Oh, yeah? And I know that we are now like two, almost three weeks into January, mm-hmm. but this person, Lee Toker, mm-hmm. made a very, very interesting post. Did you send this to me? I talked to you about this. Do I remember? That's what, Do you know who Lee Toker is? No. Oh, Street Sharks. Lee Toker is the voice actor for Ripster. Oh, wait. I think I do remember this a little bit. So he had just kind of put up a thank you for being fans and thank you for continuing to love the Street Sharks. As you know, Street Sharks has literally been off the air since like 1996, 1990, maybe 1998. Yes, and you are still funding their merchandising department. Listen, listen, they make it, I buy it. <laughs> I see it, I like I want it. it. I want it, I buy it. <laughs> I see it, I like it. I want it, I buy it. But yeah, so Lee Tucker like put up this like thank you for being fans of the series and just all the passion that's kind of really come up as like collecting culture has really taken off for the last few years. But he ended his post with something very interesting. A talk of a movie is in development. Oh. And as Jocelyn knows, I have theories on theories on theories. I think you could easily write the script of two movies for Street Sharks at this point in time. I planned a whole franchise, but okay. Yeah, that's true. With spinoffs and everything. Other than Extreme Dinosaurs? No, that that is the spinoff. Okay, I thought you meant like a different spinoff. I mean, we could do spinoffs with like you know, uh, Manta Man and Rocks and El Swordo. Oh my gosh, I still can't get over that name, El Swordo. El Swordo. Mm. He is a marlin, mm. aka a swordfish, mm. who is Spanish because you know in the day of El Swordo. Mm-hmm. El Zorro oh. was the big thing. Mm. So El Suordo, El Zorro, money, ka-ching. I wish, I almost wish they could have gotten Antonio Banderas to do the, the voice of El Suordo. 
how was funny just would that so be? so bad. How funny would that be? It was so bad. But yeah, so Lee Tucker put out a post on our Street Sharks uh, fan group about there actually being potentially a Street Sharks movie. Which would just absolutely make your life. It, it would if it's done well. Oh, here it goes again. This show was not done well to begin with. The it show is, was a show. The sh- exactly. The show was a show. The best part about it has been the merchandising and the aftermarket oh, listen, listen, of the everything. The best part of Street Sharks was the Vin Diesel commercial. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't even the cartoon As we itself. all know, the Fast and Furious and Street Sharks have more than just Vin Diesel in common. It's all about family. Oh my gosh, you did not just go there. Do you know how many times I broke out that line today? And I don't even know why. I don't know where it came up in my math lesson today, but I started talking about the family. It's all about the, oh, because the family needed to go to the amusement park. The entire family needed oh, to be no. there. Was yeah. it like one of those crazy math problems? Oh yeah, where like, it's like, you know, do problem. we want to buy the day pass or the season pass? And you know, teaching the kids about like Best Buy, not the store, but like what is the better buy? Mm-hmm. And these kids couldn't figure out that a season pass for four people at $250 a pop was a worse buy than it was like $83 a person if they go for three days. Ended up being a difference of $4. Like, you know, Mr. For $4, who really cares? I'm like, okay, agreed, agreed. Mm -hmm. And you have the option to then go again. But if you're only going to go three times, what's the better buy? Nah, just go with the season pass and risk the $4. I'm like, I agree, but that's not the problem. The problem is what's the better buy? Mister, who really cares? Your math test scores care. That's who cares. My boss. My boss cares because my boss is going to look at this, and when they see you write, who cares, it's $4, they're going to look at me and say, what are you teaching them in math class? I'm like, sorry, we were talking about Street Sharks and how Street Sharks is just like, you know, Fast and the Furious because it's all about the family. Excellent job strickling back on that one. I applaud yeah. you. That it, was was, a, it was a spiral down. That, that was a spiral down into the depths of the pit of your rationale at that point in time. Oh, you love me and you know it. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. So, we're looking forward to the possibility of a Street Sharks movie, which yes. would be awesome. Yes, and I'm hoping that they actually like come forward and say that they're going to do it, maybe do a cast list. I think that there are a couple up-and-coming actors who would be really good cast in this movie. I think that after watching Shockingly Wicked and Evil and Vile, the Zac Efron and John Malkovich movie about Ted Bundy. Yes. I think that Zac Efron could potentially do a really good job as a ripster. I was going to say if you were going to go for a villain or a hero nope. on that one. I think that he would do a really good job as Ripster, both mm-hmm. before and after the transition. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's played the 17-year-old boy before, like the younger, mm-hmm. um, you know, happy-go-lucky kind of dude. Um, mm-hmm. I think that a Tom Holland-esque type of character could do really good as Streaks. I think this that movie already has a huge budget. Apparently, Zachary Montgomery could do a really good job after like coming off like think of like that Billy mentality. Yeah, I think that he could definitely play uh, Clint, aka Jab. Mm. And I'm trying to remember what the sitcom was, but I'm thinking about the stature of the character that's needed and the acting chops. 
Patrick Warburton's son, Talon Warburton, is actually becoming a pretty decent actor. Oh, yeah. And I think that he would be pretty good as Coop, a.k.a. Big Slamo. I know. I also, I also think that you know, like Stanley Tucci could do a really good job as Doctor Paradigm, aka Doctor oh. Paranoid. Oh, I would, I would pay money to see that as live action. To be honest, mm-hmm. like in a way, live action, but not like the really creepy live action. You know, mm-hmm. like almost take um, Suicide Squad, the guy who's a shark in that, and do the same kind of style, so it's not super realistic. Stop looking at me like that. Did you really just suggest that the street shark should look like King Shark from Suicide Squad? That animation style, not the same shark every time, but just, you know, how it's like not that, like, like that physique or just like that level of CGI, that level of CGI. I okay, don't I, be, I can agree with that. I, don't I can agree with that. Yeah. I thought you meant like flabby King Shark is a shark. No, I don't want like, it to be like mm, uber realistic to the part where it's like so creepy. scary, but yes. like I want it to be kind of cartoony. Mm-hmm but still fits in the world. You see that that's where I'm like kind of like debating this movie is like, how do you do a street sharks movie in this day and age with CGI? Cause back, yeah. I feel like if they did the street sharks movie in the late nineties, early two thousands, where we kind of had like that really crappy 3d CGI. So like, like shark well, boy, lava girl. No, I'm thinking, I mean, this is like, Pinnacle and the best way to incorporate CGI and live action, but Scooby Doo live action. Yes, that yes. kind of like realism yet cartoon. We're like it was good for its time, but the CGI didn't live up. Yeah, like you don't it, need it hasn't it hasn't lasted over time. I think it has because it's got that I, character to it. I think you well, yeah. I, I would definitely they definitely did a really good job characterizing Scooby Doo and make Scooby Doo look good mm-hmm. however if you were to put the the scooby-doo movie when they're on the island yeah versus like today's cg like even it wasn't a great movie but like teenage Mutant ninja turtles out of the shadows the michael bay one i didn't see that one the realism of those turtles versus the realism of scooby-doo it's vastly different okay so but also scooby-doo was designed more than just the the dog Scooby Doo mm-hmm. in the CGI, as to be kind of cartoony. The outfits were still a little out there. The set was a little out there for everything. Um, so I think if you bring elements of the cartoonism into reality, mm-hmm. I think they'll have a better shot at capturing that without it being so overdone. That's that's where I think like it has to be decided. What is the mood for this movie? Mm. And I, I, I kind of go back and forth. I think that the cartoony aspects of Street Sharks definitely needs to be played up. Otherwise, because let's be let's real, Street Sharks is a kid's franchise. Yes. You cannot make hyper-realistic Street Sharks with all of the, the um, what's it called? Like the feathering and the detailing and the shading and the teeth and the eyes. It is going to... Picture shark like Jaws on land. Like forget uh, yeah. Sharknado, it, it would be Jaws on land. But Sharknado. <laughs> oh my gosh! Who was it? Oh, it was um that girl from church that absolutely loved the entire Sharknado series. Oh Megan. yeah, one of the teens. Yeah, Megan. Yeah. Oh my! But yeah, so this is where like I'm kind of like of the mindset. Like 
I think that making them more realistic, but maybe brighter color palettes, so maybe like, instead of like a deep, deep navy, going more of that royalish blue, like still in the deeper end, not maybe not royal blue, but I think like a meta- maybe metallic hue to it. I'm not describing the. I don't. I don't look at the Pantone colors of the year like you do. But I like my colors. I, I think that keeping it realistic, but with that cartoon aspect. So I honestly I think like if you could capture how Scooby-Doo was mm-hmm. back in that day and bring it into the 21st century or bring it into today's day and age, that's how it should be done. I agree. I think that would be the right way to move forward with that movie because Scooby-Doo, the live action, also had like higher level jokes, not like higher intelligence level, but mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? You know, isn't going to offend the kid, but we'll keep the parent interested. Um, oh, let's, let's be real. The 90s capitalized on that. Oh, completely. They had to. If like, the kid was going to have know, it on all the time, then they needed to engage the older generation in some way. So I know we cut this off the list tonight, but I have to bring it up now that you kind of like you brought this up. <laughs> That's true. So we started rewatching Dinosaurs, the Jim Henson project. Well, not rewatching for me because I've never yes, actually seen it because it terrifies me. So I, I'm rewatching and Jocelyn is being exposed to dinosaurs after being traumatized by the baby. So if we don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the 90s tgif sitcom with the jim henson dinosaur puppets it was not the mama oh yeah that baby was creepy as i'll get yeah. out i had so nightmares. the sinclair family and i got, i think this was like the second episode uh earl sinclair goes to take dance lessons to relearn the mating dance to uh, reignite the fire between him and his wife <laughs> well you know i mean i've always been turning but it was always burning but so Earl goes to learn this dance from this dance instructor who, you know, it's all about like rekindling the fire between two lovers. Oh, la la. This dance instructor's name was Mel Luster. His name was Meluster. Yep. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is a Jim Henson puppet talking about a Meluster. Mm-hmm. And what's even crazier about this, the executive producer for Dinosaurs is the same as the executive producer for Boy Meets World. No. Yep. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yep. And I was just like, I, I watched, I'm like, this is the man who, like, forged my childhood. Oh, no. My childhood's a lie. Raunchy jokes that go over people's heads and lessons from Mr. Feeney. <laughs> yes. Uh, welcome to the 90s. Yes, but we, we should start talking about the stuff that's coming out in 2023 instead of reminiscing about what came out in 1993. Well, Us. you know what? Help. Yeah, 1993. Because <laughs> we're turning and, 30 this year. I was going to say 30 years later, this is what's going on. Yeah, so we have a lot coming out this next year for movies. And I was kind of surprised. I feel like 2022 is kind of a um a miss. I um, yeah. I feel like, I mean, there was a couple good Marvel movies. I felt like the DC movies fell short. But I feel like there wasn't that much. I'm trying to remember what came out in 2022. A lot of them got pushed to 2023 due yeah. to just production. Because I know the, the the Super Mario Brothers movie was supposed to come out on Christmas. Oh, yeah, that was. And now it's coming out in May. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So uh, why don't we just start with the Super Mario Bros. movie? Yeah. Because, I mean, I think we're both pretty excited for that one, you know. I will at least watch it. I don't, I'm, hmm, I don't know if the storyline will keep me... 
Hoskins. I know he's no Bob Hoskins, but Chris Pratt, I know that I've talked about how I wasn't a fan of him, but I think he might be able to do a decent job. Yeah, so I I don't think that I have an issue as much with the voice actors, which um, I know you and I had talked about that before, and it would have been really nice to keep OG voice actors in this project because it feels like they've worked their whole lives for something and now it's being handed off to somebody else. This is a bigger name. Um, I just, I don't know if this storyline is going to keep me intrigued because it just feels like it should, it's going to be the same stuff. Like the same video game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can see that it, it definitely does just kind of give a lot of the vibes of, I need the star, go get the star. Your princess is in another castle. Though it does seem like they're kind of taking the mentality that the original Super Mario Brothers movie with Bob Hoskins was supposed to do. Mm. So okay. I, I'm trying to remember what what podcast it was on, but I was listening to they had interviewed one of the creators and it happened to be like the the project kept getting like passed off to different people and the producers weren't happy that the director wasn't doing what they wanted to do. So they took the director's original script fired the director, hired a new director, and gave the new director the original director and writer's script. But then the Visions didn't see eye to eye. So then they redid it, didn't like what was happening, fired the second director, hired a third director, and ended up being like, no wonder this movie flopped because no one had the same vision. Like they kept changing the vision of the movie while recording it. Mm -hmm. Also didn't help that Bob Hoskins got drunk on the middle of the set and smashed his hand in a car. Oh, yeah, that's nice. That's why if you pay attention to parts of the movie, Bob Hoskins is actually wearing a black cast. That's great. Yeah, so part of that movie was the uh, the first movie, or the movie was supposed to be the first movie in a series mm-hmm. to kind of like go through portals to different oh, okay. like realms of the Mario world, mm-hmm. which seems like they're doing in this movie when we had like the Super Smash Brothers level, the Mario Kart, the platformer. It really seems like they're going to different areas. Yeah. So I, I'll be interested to see like what Easter eggs are in the movie. But yeah, as of plot, I don't know what's there. And I mean, to be honest, I'll watch it. It'll be a, an entertaining time. But like, I don't know if it's going to be something that I'm obsessing over. Yeah, I don't know if it's a need to see in theaters. Yeah, then we have a nice TV. Yeah, I think it's, so a, it's definitely it a for me, it's at least a need to see, mm-hmm. not a need to see in theaters. Yeah, depending on how I'm feeling around that time, you might just have to watch it by yourself. That works for me. Yeah. But uh, speaking of Chris Pratt, Guardians 3 is coming out this year. That one I'm excited for. Yeah, and you've heard me like give theories on theories on theories on the car with like the High Evolutionary and Rocket Raccoon. Yep. And I know you're just like, oh my gosh. So like, honestly, it's it's a lot. And I don't know if we need to dive in deep to all of those I don't plan on diving in all that. No, no. uh, That'll be its own thing. Come closer to that. I do have a bedtime, you know, at some point. Yes, I know. It it is getting late as we are recording this. But we also talked a long time about Street Shark. We did. Um, But so, so, Guardians of the Galaxy, I am excited about that. Rocket is one of my favorites. And this movie looks like it's shaping up to be a deeper dive into him and his backstory and what is going on in his life. Um, and so if, if it ends up the way that you are theorizing, my dear, I think I will cry a lot. So that's just where I'm at on that one. It's, I mean, they've kind of talked about it being the swan song for this core cast of the guardians. 
Now, that doesn't mean that all the characters are dying, doesn't mean that, you know, the characters won't come back later on, mm-hmm. but it definitely means that this is going to be the last time we see this team. I know. It's a such a good team, too. I love um, just the partnership that all of them had to, together and that, we're, ugh, that they've worked through. Yeah, it's kind of like their, their start to now. and Yeah. It, it's definitely interesting how they bring back Gamora and Star-Lord. Yeah. I'm almost wondering if they don't have them end up being together. I think that would be fair. Like, I I don't want to say that, you know, Star-Lord should end up alone, but I don't think it's the same Gamora, and I don't think it'd be fair to put that on That's on That's kind of what I'm getting at. I think that to force Gamora and Star-Lord back together mm-hmm. would be kind of... I, I Again, I just feel it'd be forced. Yeah, I, I don't think it'd be respectful of the background that the this two, Gamora has yeah. and then the trauma that um, Star-Lord went through. Mm-hmm. I and think, the growth. Yeah, I think if they tried to force them back together, it'd kind of be stifling to both of their, um, you know, growing. I think it definitely would do a commentary on whether or not the person you love is the physical person or these you fall in love with them or the situations that you go through and as you bond. Yeah, I am actually reading a book right now that is actually Ugh, very similar. Oh, I know. Whatever. Um, it's got a very similar uh, theme in it. Um, so I, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out for sure. Yeah. So um, before Guardians 3 comes out this year, though, we have a movie coming out in a few weeks. What's coming out in a few weeks? All Rudd's Ant-Man and the Wasp 3, Quantumania. I am just really excited to see Paul Rudd. <laughs> I, I've been loving the MODOK memes that have come out with. They like Photoshop Elon Musk's face onto <laughs> MODOK. It's been great. Those are good. Oh, so as you know, I, this is like complete tangent, but as you know, no. I went to Toys R Us the other day inside Macy's and did I tell you about this? I went to Toys R Us the other day. No. Oh yeah. I went to Toys R Us the other day and when it, did- uh, yesterday I went to the mall. It, with- mom yeah with mom i was okay. I, we were bored we had nothing to do i was trying to i was looking for uh boards yeah, and bags for comics yeah, had i had off. the day off i also work 13 hour days yeah i understand but that doesn't mean i can't be a little bit salty about okay, you okay well the day off. so i went to toys R Us at macy's at macy's the other day and i was walking they, they end up they're breaking down the like the toy section and it kind of looked like they were condensing and they had what like the big six foot toys r us sign on the table and I may or may not have tried to buy it. And I may now also have a foot in with the manager about trying to get a toy sign for the stairs. But as I'm there, they have these little stuffed like Jeffrey the giraffes that we all grew up with. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking to, you know, the girls working the register and trying to get the manager. And I'm standing there. And all of a sudden, I just see this like little six year old boy like run with his like over and he's like holds up the draft and he looks, Mom, look, it's Jeffrey Bezos. What? And I just looked over there. I looked at mom and I started laughing. Oh my God. This gosh. kid picked up Jeffrey the giraffe and said, Look, Ma, it's Jeffrey Bezos. And I was just like, What? How does a six year old know who Jeffrey Bezos, the name Jeffrey Bezos? Also, parents, do better. Do better, parents. Jeffrey the giraffe. It was so depressing. But that is actually <laughs> this very is, this funny. Is, the tangent off of Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. All I said was I just 
love seeing Paul Rudd on screen. And then you just went to Jeffrey. Because my, my, the Elon Musk comment that I made made me think of Jeffrey Bezos. Okay, that's fair. But I, will, I am interested to see how much of Spy Kids 3 and Sharkboy and Lava Girl this movie looks like. Because I, yeah. I love the meme that they had of, uh, instead of Paul Rudd, uh, Evangeline Lilly, and the daughter there, Cassie Lang, they had the, the, the ones from Spy Kids 3 oh, in okay. their costumes. Mm-hmm. And then instead of MODOK, they had Mr. Electro, Electro Dad. <laughs> from uh shark boy lava girl oh my god i'm just like i am loving this because down to like the colors and the hues of the movie it's all the same mm-hmm. but do you have any comments on ant-man and the wasp other than you're just looking forward to seeing paul rudd on screen no nope, that's it okay so after that we have uh <laughs> the marvels which is the new captain marvel movie i'm oh, i'm yeah. interested to see how they tie in miss marvel especially with the way that miss marvel ended on disney plus yes that was very interesting but as of right now, I don't know anything else other than that. But I know Disney, I liked, Disney, I liked and Marvel. Marvel have kind of had a a series of not great movies. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Like, I I feel like we all know. I think we all can agree that the Eternals wasn't that great. I mean, wasn't a had, terrible movie. No, wasn't great. They had too many main characters to focus mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Thor: Love and Thunder. Could have been better. I still have not seen that. Was oh, it was. It, I, won't, I know the I won't, gist of it. I won't. But... I won't say a lot more. But it for what was such a hyped up movie and could have been really good. It it fell flat. The, it, the movie started so good. The first ten. It said when the first ten minutes of the movie are the best. Mm. And then you're sad. No, I I think Doctor Strange was pretty good. I liked Doctor Strange. I did too. I know it got a lot of flack, but I really liked Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Black Panther, great. Oh, yes. So I think I think we're kind of on the upswing now. Oh, I was like crying in the theater at Black Panther. Black Panther? Yep. Don't. Okay. Don't. But yeah, Ant- <laughs> Ant-Man should be pretty good. Guardians should be good. The Marvels, I'm hoping it does pretty well. I think that Brie Larson gets a lot of flack. I personally don't understand it. I mean, I think it's if it's one thing if you don't like the actress, but to then smash the the entire franchise of stuff. Yeah, and I think all the work that other people are doing. Which I'm gonna put my foot in my mouth later, having said this. But yeah, so th- those are the Marvel movies coming out. Can't wait to see where you're gonna put your. But uh, so Sony has a couple movies coming out. They have the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that one or looks cro- good. Or Across the Spider-Verse. Cannot wait for that. I love the animation style of it being like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because when the first one was coming out, watching the trailer, I'm really a stickler for like proper or um, consistent animation style. Yeah, and this one was like all over the map and it was perfect. It was done well and it made sense. It wasn't just wild to be wild. No, each one was from a different universe. It was mm-hmm. great. But after that, currently on the docket, I'm we'll see if it actually comes out. I haven't heard a lot about it this year, but Craven the Hunter. Ooh, oh my god. So I I'm, I'm sure you probably don't know who Craven is because nope. I know you're not a big Spider-Man fan. Craven the Hunter was part of the Sinister Six. He is just a like a not a bounty hunter, but like a he's a poacher that has super strength and dexterity. Um, he's a master of all weapons and agility and martial arts. 
basically just tries to hunt Spider-Man down and take his his pelt, as he says. Mainly oh. just his mask. He was he was hired by, I believe, J. Jonah Jameson in the comics. This is his first entry. I'm probably wrong about that. <laughs> I love J. Jonah Jameson. I know. But <laughs> so much. I'm interested to see it. And Alan Aaron Taylor Johnson is supposed to be playing Craven the Hunter. Ooh. Which I'm excited because I mean I my first introduction to Aaron Taylor Johnson was kick ass. Oh yeah. And to me, whenever I picture Aaron Taylor Johnson, he is still that scrawny kid from Kick-Ass. Mm-hmm. So when I saw him in Avengers Age of Ultron, he like bulked up. It was interesting. I wasn't expecting it. Well, I told you might do. Just a little bit. But yeah, so it was just, I am interested to see how he does, like what his accent's going to be, because I know that his accent in Age of Ultron got a lot of flack, and so did Wanda's, because they've kind of, like, phased it out over the oh, years. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I mean, Wanda's, I understand, kind of getting phased out. She wasn't spending she time. She assimilated. Yeah, she wasn't spending time with her people anymore. But, yeah, so that's that, and on to the DC movies. Oh, are we already? Uh... We're, we're still in that first movie section. we still got TV shows and toys. Those won't take that long, but okay. Says the one who tangents. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so DC. Yes. So let's talk about DC movies. The Flash, Ezra Miller. Yes. This is where I put my foot in my mouth. Ah. I. First of all, I was not excited about Ezra Miller being casted as the Flash. I liked Ezra Miller in Fantastic Beasts. I think he did a really decent job in that. Oh, yeah. I don't care for his portrayal of Barry Allen. I like the TV show guy better. Oh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that later. I love Grant (laughs) Gustin. I love me some Grant Gustin. I love Grant Gustin. He was on Glee. And yes, I watched Glee. Who was he on Glee? He was the bully from the Warblers after Blaine transferred to be with Kurt. Oh. Yeah, someone really knows their glee steel trap over here. Yes, steel trap. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I I'm not super excited for the Flash. Like I like the Flash. I'm not excited for Ezra Miller. I was excited for Michael Keaton coming as Batman. I was excited for the Flashpoint. I was excited for the storyline. I was literally excited for everything except the guy playing the Flash. Is Green Arrow back for the Flash movie or is that just for the Flash TV? That is for the final season of the Flash TV show. Okay. So this is also where like the multiverse among DC TV shows and DC movies, like we could do a whole podcast on that, but Which... it, it's gotten real confusing. But Ezra Miller got in a lot of legal trouble this past year, yep. which has kept pushing off the Flash movie. They, the um, Warner Brothers completely scrapped the Batwoman movie, yep. the Bat, Batgirl movie. And I think that they were getting ready to scrap the Flash, and now they're going to release the Flash, but they're also not going to release the Flash, and they don't know what they're going to do. But mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah. it's the Flash. It is the Flash. And I think, I mean, I wish that DC could just, like, not, like, wipe everything away, but take the stuff that's performing well. Wait, you mean wipe everything away like James Gunn is trying to do? Oh, yes. But, like, you can't. There's been so much done already that you can't 
undo someone's experience with the Flash just because you want to create it to be something. What experience with the Flash? He's been in a movie. He's literally been in one movie. I'm not talking about movie. I'm talking about they should, with the TV stuff. Like, you can't wipe away an entire experience that someone's had. The TV show is not canon to the movies. Which is crazy to me. But they're, they're separate universes. It's just crazy. They're separate universes. It's what ha- It's the way that DC has chosen to run their stuff. Which, I agree, is crazy. I think that they should have just made it one universe. Bring on Grant Gustin. Make him the Flash. Give him a freaking movie. And... Be done with it. Stop trying to, like, the whole reason was they were afraid that their fans would be stupid and not be able to tell the difference between movie and TV show. Yeah, that was why certain characters weren't allowed to be on certain TV shows. So before The Flash, the Oliver Queen stuff, a lot of that were Batman storyline. The Supergirl TV show, a lot of those were Superman storylines. I know. It frustrates you, doesn't it? As an outsider, this is hella more confusing than it needs to be. And well, giddy up, needs- pony boy, because it gets worse. Because <laughs> everything is being scrapped except for possibly one movie. I hate that. And it's not Aquaman, which is getting a sequel this year. I hate this so much. Robert Pattinson's The Batman is the only movie that's still on the table to be I a part of the that. new universe. I haven't either, and I have no interest in seeing it. I kind of do. Robert Pattinson's actually pretty good. I I am a Batfleck stan. I like Batfleck. I mean, I can see that Batfleck is awesome, but I'm a Clooney girl myself. So. Oh, you like the bat nipples? I do like the bat nipples. You like those bat nipples. Mm. <laughs> Forget the bat ring. Get the bat nips. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, so Aquaman's coming out this year with a sequel. Shazam's getting a sequel. Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle, which we were just talking about the other night. Is getting a movie. Okay. Every time you say we were just talking about this, you also have to understand. Remember I was talking about Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, Blue and Gold and Blue Beetle's Jaime Reyes, but it was originally Ted Cord. No. Oh, I went off on this the whole of the night. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like they're going to be doing a Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle movie. Jaime Reyes is the second incarnation of Blue Beetle. Ted Cord was the original Blue Beetle, and he found the alien scarab, but didn't want to put it on because he realized it was alien tech. He didn't want it fusing to his body. So he made all the weapons and took on the mantle blue beetle and then died in an explosion. And Jaime Reyes finds the like the blue beetle scarab and then puts it on. And he becomes the blue beetle because it fuses with the spine. Help. <laughs> Listen, steel trap over here. I know. So I, I'm excited to see this movie. I'm concerned that if it performs poorly it'll set back the Blue Beetle franchise or kill it. And it'll be part of the old guard of DC movies. Mm-hmm. But I'm also afraid even if it, if it does well, because it wasn't a James Gunn creation, it was like still part of the old guard that it's going to be scrapped regardless. Okay. But no, that's fair. Yeah. And then we talked okay. about Super Mario and then there's only one other movie that's really coming out. Transformers rise of the beast. Robots in there. Yeah, so this movie was supposed to come out last year, and now mm-hmm. it's finally coming out this year. So, at the risk of having you tangent, what is this Transformers movie about? Other than Beast Wars. robots. Beast Wars. So, like, Optimus okay. Primal, Megatron, Air Razor's going to be in it. It's basically 
the current Autobots mm-hmm. and with the um, the Maximals from the past. Other than that, I don't know that much. Okay. I, have, I haven't seen the movie yet. Yep. Crazy. I feel like you should be on the short list of people who get to review the movie. I, I agree. I think that we should be invited to the red carpet. <laughs> you know, so um, <clears throat> Transformers, uh, bring us there. I love me some Transformers. Uh, if you couldn't tell. Yep. Because so, uh, he'll give you a tour of the office at some point, and it's uh, very full of So let, let's go through these TV shows. I don't think we have a, a lot to say on them. But we, you know, we started with Marvel and ended with DC. Let's, uh, let's start with DC TV shows. I like how many um, Batman ones are on here. Yeah, right? Like we have Gotham Knights, mm-hmm. which we'll see how it is. Um, I know the Gotham Knights game was supposed to be good, and then it kind of wasn't that great. So okay. we'll see if the TV show does a little better. The Flash final season, I am excited for that. I didn't watch the the previous season. Yeah, you're going to have to binge that so I, you're ready. I will. I just, life got too busy and the stories got stale. But now that they're bringing back, they're bringing back Oliver Queen. They're yep. bringing back Ray Palmer. They're bringing back a lot of the characters. I am hoping that uh, Vibe, Cisco will come back as well. But okay, we'll see what happens. Uh, they're also, there's going to be the Penguin. I know on that HBO Max. looks fun. I also here's the thing: there are a few nerdy shows. No better way to say it. I'm sorry, but embrace it. There are a few nerdy shows that I want to watch, but I they just feel too in depth for me to sit down and have them on while I'm doing laundry or something. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like I want to see that one about Alfred or Pennywise or not Pennywise. Pennywise. Is it Pennywise? Okay. I want to watch that one. No, Pennyworth. Pennyworth. Pennywise, is, Pennywise is the clown from I, it. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was like, that doesn't seem right. But yeah, the nope, steel nope. trap said Pennyworth. I was right. Pennyworth. <laughs> um, but that just also seems really dark, very in-depth. I need to sit down and be able to pay attention to pop, plot line and mm-hmm. characters. Um, and the Penguin, it looks like it should be meaty as well. I just don't feel like I have the I so is it is it supposed to be like an origin of the penguin? I hope so. Because I I mean I I watched I watched Gotham back in the day and they did a pretty good origin for Oswald Cobblepot. Yeah, but let me look it up really fast. Yeah, so like I'm interested to see what that happens. While you look that up, um, I'll talk about the last DC TV show coming out, Legion of Superheroes, which is going to be an animated series, and they did a Legion of Superheroes. Years ago, back, I think, like, late 2000s. And it was pretty good. And I was excited. I watched the whole thing. It was like a few seasons. It really kind of... It, so if you don't know about Legion of Superheroes, it's basically the Justice League in the future. And that's really about all I can say about it. You find anything about the Penguin? Um, yes, no. With Colin Farrell. Okay. Oh, wait, wasn't he the uh, the Penguin in the Robert Pattinson movie? Yeah. Oh, so they're world building off of this. I think so. So James Gunn's really gonna do that. Okay. Yep. So yeah, my it's my guess off series from the Batman in twenty twenty three. So it's picking up where it left off, not an origin story. No. Well, that could be cool. Yeah. But we also have a few Marvel shows coming out. Yeah, there's like no other information about that. Okay. So we have my what I'm most excited for, Secret Invasion, which is about the Scroll Invasion. Mm-hmm. And as we know from, I can't remember which movie it was. I think it was a Spider-Man movie. Nick Fury is actually a scroll. Yeah, that was two Spider-Man movies ago. 
That was the one where it was far from home. He found out that he was a scroll. But like, is he a scroll or is it a scroll pretending to be him? I think it's well, it's Talos. It's a scroll pretending to be Nick Fury because Nick Fury was up on the sword ship. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if we remember in the original Captain Marvel movie, Nick Fury said that he could never eat his sandwiches cut diagonally. But then in Avenger Age of Ultron, when they hide out at Hawkeye's house, he's eating a sandwich cut diagonally. So I'm hoping that they reference this and actually this has been a thing that's been like talked about in the community suite. This is not new information. Okay. I thought it was just you like overanalyzing. Yeah. It's also me overanalyzing, but this is like a, a popular theory that Nick Fury has been a scroll on earth since or he he has been re- not replaced but like a scroll taking his place while he was healing mm-hmm. since the attack in Captain America Winter Soldier. When the car was blown up and he was on life support. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So there's there's that. Um, Echo is also coming out. Echo debuted in the Hawkeye series. Yep. There's Agatha Coven of Chaos, I am which so excited I for this one. Wait. Oh my gosh. It was Agatha all along. Do, 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 do. I hope you don't get a copyright trademark. Well, if you just but. sing it off key enough, it'll be fine. Oh yeah. But then also Ironheart. Ironheart's also coming out. Okay, wait. I want to go back to Agatha Coven of Chaos. Ah, someone's now interested. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, what do we think is going to happen? Well, it's going to be about Agatha Harkness. Yes. And a coven, which is a group of witches. Uh Uh-huh. About chaos. (gasps) Whoa. So, will it be a (laughs) prequel series, or will it be stemming off of where she was left? Because if we remember right now, Um, she is currently... is it not Westport? Westbrook? Mm, something in New Jersey. Yes, which actually had all Connecticut license plates. Yes, that was very interesting. Yeah, if you go go back and watch uh, WandaVision, because all the license plates of all the cars inside of the hex have Connecticut license plates, and it takes a Connecticut resident to actually recognize that. Yes. But... We see the blue. Yes, we <laughs> saw the blue. I'm like, that's a Connecticut license plate. I wonder if they did that because in the black and white, the gradient looked better. I'm wondering if it was kind of an Easter egg towards the prison that was in the comic. Oh, yes. You had mentioned that. Yep. That's true. So I, I, I'm i kind of hoping that it actually picks up where it left off to lead into the next Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, because what with uh, Multiverse of Madness, like what does the coven think of? Yes. What are you, what are you, say? you you say what you're going to say. Then I'm going to tell you something I just saw the other day that I know you're going to like. Okay. What does the coven think of Wanda and her scheming? Oh, I'm sure they happened? don't like it because she is the Scarlet Witch and her magic has like no... Bounds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I know we already talked about this, but going back to Ant-Man and the Wasp for a minute. I just saw someone who's supposed to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp. No, it's not Agatha. No, and if you're gonna whisper, I don't think the mic's picking up that well. It's not. It's not somebody who's been in a Marvel movie yet. It is Cheaty from The Good Place. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess there's been fan theories about him being a um a variant of Mister Fantastic. Oh. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he's okay. supposed to be in Ant Man and the Wasp. All right. Yeah. I feel like they've been doing a lot of like fan service lately. Have you noticed that? Well, I think with the multiverse, you can do that. Like mm-hmm. you don't, you're not 
if you make a character or an actor certain character in the multi in the multiverse, you're not stuck with them. Yeah. Do you think that Evan Peters is going to be back? Oh yeah, he's supposed to be in Agatha Coven of Chaos. Is that just because he was in? He's playing Ralph. Okay, so he's playing the he's playing Ralph. Okay, he's credited or he actually he's credited as Ralph. Yes. But so let's see. After Agatha Coven of Chaos, we have Ironheart with Riri Williams. After mm-hmm. we know she just saw her in Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm guessing this is probably her trying to recreate the arm that she created in Wakanda. Yeah. And. We'll see. I think that's all supposed to lead into Iron Wars, is my guess. Hmm. But we'll see. And then the last uh, Marvel show coming out is, well, technically, I guess second to last, is Such an Mo- interesting Mo- name. Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Such an, an animated series. What is it? Just what is it? Um, I'll be honest. I don't know like- that much about Moon Girl. I know Devil Dinosaur a little bit more, but again, my knowledge of Devil Dinosaur is that he is a dinosaur that's red. And he's normally a partner of... I, I always thought he was part of Moon Boy. But I, I don't know if maybe they they gender-swapped Moon Boy into being Moon Girl to give more diversity. You know what I miss? I miss Moon Knight. Yeah, completely different power set. Yeah, but that was still a great show. I believe Moon Knight is supposed to be in the next Doctor Strange movie. Is he really? I believe so. I love that. I love how they ended it, too. That was so good. I know it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But also, so we we have X Men uh, ninety seven coming out soon, and I think it's supposed to debut at the end of this year. That wasn't on my list. I know I left it off. <laughs> I just remembered it. But yeah, that's also another animated property from the nineties that's coming mm-hmm. back. I find it funny when you try to do things that'll trigger my memory and it doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if you actually watched that growing up. I don't think I did. But I also added one more right at the end because it came across my Facebook feed while writing these notes down. No. Power Rangers Once and Always. Oh. Which has been a project by David Yost for years. So David Yost was the original Blue Ranger for Power Rangers. Yeah. And they are going to be bringing back him. Walter E. Jones as the Black Ranger and a bunch of other Rangers from the series over time to kind of have one more story. That's so sweet. Yeah. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. There's like things the 30th anniversary. That would track because we're turning 30 this year. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to uh, have it. It's supposed to come out in April, April 19th, I believe. Oh. So it, it's right around the corner. Yeah. That's going to come real fast. But that's it for TV shows. And then we just have toys. Oh, for some reason, I thought this last line was part of the TV shows one. That's okay. Nope. Toys. So there's Transformers coming out. There's a few interesting things. You know, there's going to be the rest of Metasaur, which is a combiner. I'm excited for that. Um, I don't think there's any Transformers that you're interested in. No, not at all. That's okay. I know there might be some collaborations you like. Yeah, I mean, I liked the um, the Jurassic Park one and the Back to the Future one and... I think there was another one that the I Ghostbusters one. Yes, we, the Ghostbusters. We haven't gotten the Ecto yeah. one yet. No, I want the Ecto one. But there's also some Power Rangers stuff. They're they they're just doing the anniversary series, which I actually picked up a Blue Ranger today, because the original Blue Ranger from Lightning Collection sold out and now it goes for hundreds of dollars. Mm, yay! And I would rather spend like twenty five thirty bucks on a piece of plastic opposed to hundreds of dollars on a piece of plastic. Yeah, we need less pieces of plastic but that are worth a the the Blue Ranger is still the one that I'm missing from the actual line. Okay. So. 
That's fair. But that and NECA Gargoyles. And NECA's actually starting a new series of dinosaurs. Oh. The Not the Mama! Come full circle there. Uh. But yeah, so I'm I I don't know if it will I want to pick up the dinosaurs yet. I definitely want to finish up Gargoyles. They're gonna do like Xanatos. Mm-hmm. Um we have Hudson coming, Brooklyn's gonna come out, mm-hmm. Broadway, Lexington, yep. Angela, not named after a street. You could honestly be saying street names right now, and I wouldn't Listen, know. I like the fact that the gargoyles are named after streets in New York. I think that was a really cool thing. Yeah, it's almost like they're sitting on the street corners. Looking over the streets. Whoa. I know. Well, as someone who like grew up going to New York, it was really cool watching Gargoyles as a kid. And then like, hey, we're on Broadway and now Lexington. And this is the Bronx. And it was it was just cool growing up seeing mm-hmm. that. But yeah. That Why is. don't we put gargoyles on, on buildings anymore? Uh probably because don't blink from Doctor Who. But no, that's different. That's angels. I thought it was all stone creatures in no. the later series. It was also like stone things. And one of the like the latest series, like the Matt Smith or Peter Capaldi, I thought. Must have been Peter Capaldi, it wasn't Matt Smith. Play that. But yeah. Any toys you're excited for? Um, any Motu things? Kind of seeing what kind of comes out. Maybe I really, really liked the Revelations, mm-hmm. um, figures, and I am looking forward to the Revolution series and uh, whenever that is coming out. And then there were the Revolution figures afterwards. Uh, I think that their attention to detail is just excellent, and I'm really enjoying this new animation style that they have going on for it. But we are going to start a new series here on Nostalgia Junkies, where we now have 90s trivia. Called Hella 90s. Hella 90s, and it's by Buffalo uh, Games and Puzzles. So uh, think back 30 years. Think about growing up in the 90s. So did you want to just do our trivia cards? You want to go card for card? Well... I know you wanted you wanted to do the uh, the rules and how to select who goes first. All right, so yes, this is how you're supposed to select who goes first. Um, the first team to recite the opening lyrics to "I Want It That Way" by the Backstreet Boys. Goes you first. are my fire, the one <laughs> desire. Yes, I know it's too late. Those aren't the opening ones. Oh, they're not. Oh, no, it's, you are. My fire, my one desire. Believe when, when I, I say, say I want I that wanted one. the way. Yeah, you didn't know. Oh, I didn't do that. I did the no, other part. You oh, did the yes, middle I part. Know. Yeah. Dang it. You did the bridge. Oh, darn. Okay, well, I guess you get to go first. I got too excited. <laughs> you got overexcited. Now that I'm here and we're falling apart, I can see how we used be. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm with my little Britney Spears there. And yet, I am okay, serenaded so, regularly. But uh, <laughs> why don't you ask your first question? We each have three, and I have a fourth card for some reason. I don't know why, but... Okay, well, I picked a few that were um, math-based for you. Okay. So, it's basically like three questions in one for these. Okay? So each card is three questions? Um, it says, let's do the math 90 style. Just get the answer to score. Oh, so it's not this new math. It's 90s math. Oh, it's 90s math. Uh-huh. Okay, so ask your question. All right, it says, grab your tokens. We're going to the arcade. Add the number of guns on the Area 51 arcade game 
and the number of joysticks on the Smash TV arcade game. <laughs> that is an evil question. You know I was not allowed to go to arcades as a child. I do. <laughs> I was not allowed to go to arcades as a child because I wouldn't leave that one time. My mom said, if you don't leave right now, you're never coming back. And so I didn't leave. And then I never went back. Parenting in the 90s. Sticking to your word. True fact. From this time I was five, <laughs> the time I was 20, I never stepped foot in an arcade. No. I, and then when you did step foot into an arcade when you were 20, you Oh, yeah. I, I took a picture on my flip phone because that was the phone I had. And I said, guess where I am? An arcade. And she's like, great. Wonderful. Yeah, my mom Happy went, for good. You. You're an adult. <laughs> and I was just like... Oh, I thought I'd get more reaction. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. So wait, it was the guns on the Area 51 game. Yep. And the number of joysticks on the Smash thing. Yeah, Smash TV arcade game. 21. Wow. No. Higher or lower? Way lower. Seven. All right. Very Five. close. No. Six. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, so then two guns and four joysticks. Yeah. I thought it was like a trick question. <laughs> I thought it was like the number of guns in the game. Not like the number of light guns, pew pews. I know six. I should chose harder questions for you. Okay. You know what? I think you know that what? was the hardest one. Don't worry. That was just because it was, you know, a dig at I, your I got you. Ready? experience. What product advertised its consumption with the simple slogan, got this? Got milk. Got milk. Good job. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right, you ready? That was easy question. You wanted, you wanted to be an asshole. Okay, well, I'll give you an easy question now. Okay, ready? I'm this scared This is not now. math. I'm this scared now. If you don't get this one, then your steel trap is broken. Okay. What was the name of the Microsoft Office paperclip assistant that always popped up whether Clippy. you wanted it to or not? Yes, Clippy. Clippy. Can you wait until I'm done with the question? Or are you going to, like, buzz Sorry. in? What is Clippy? Uh-huh. Yes. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that that man. Not all persistent. not all heroes wear capes, but some do come on Manila lined paper as a paperclip with eyes. I'm glad you finished that sentence. <laughs> okay, you ready? So, '90s spelling bee. Oh, okay. Just spell the name, and you will get two tries. I know. I know. Jocelyn likes to read. So I I'm, I get, got you a spelling one. You ready? Your word is shiznit. S I or no, sorry, sir. <clears throat> Thank you. That answer was incorrect. Can I keep going? Or are you gonna be a jerk well, about it? As you know, I'm I'm gonna quote part happily here. So you know, at the beginning of this game, you had two tries, and you wrecked the first one. So now, as we go into the next time, you will have one try left. My name is Bert Hapley, and I have been speaking. S-H-I-Z-N-I-T. Shiznit. Correct. Thank you. A word used to exclaim something or someone as better than the rest. Like Jocelyn's spelling skills are the shiznit. <laughs> okay, ready? This is the last one I have for you. This is another 90s math one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go to the Cineplex. 
add the number of things I hate about you to the number of the sense that sees dead people. Fourteen. Oh no, never mind. Sorry, it's to minus. Oh. Two? No. Three? No. I don't know. How many things did I hate about you? Ten. It was ten things I hate about you. What am I? Oh, I'm thinking of the show Eight Simple Rules. Yeah, it's ten things I hate about you. Oh, dang Take, it. And then I did mess up. It's not adding, it's subtracting. Those things are complete opposites, Jocelyn. I understand that, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's Why okay, is I mean, the carpet I... wet, Todd? I don't know, no, Marco. Margo. Okay, ready? I got Wait, so so yeah, it's the 10 things I hate about you take away sixth sense. Yeah, I got the sixth so, sense part. Four is the number. Okay, I have one more question for you. Okay. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> I am looking at you. What are the colors for the five Power Rangers? <laughs> you said look at me so I don't look around the yep, room. Yep, because I know right behind you are a bunch of Power Rangers. The red. five original Power Rangers. Okay, red, green, blue, pink, yellow. Incorrect. No! Red, blue, pink, yellow, black. Oh, no. Tommy Oliver. He wasn't green. He was green. But he came in as the sixth ranger, which you should know because we watched all five episodes. They're over there in that oh, case. Oh, I see that now. That's why he is on a different shelf, Jocelyn. Alex? What are the colors of the rangers, Jocelyn? I don't know, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so The story of our lives, folks. So if you've enjoyed Nostalgia Junkies, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Nostalgia Junkies Podcast. As you know, next time, Jocelyn will probably be here. We're waiting for Brandon to uh, come off of his break. But make sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, because you know what? You know what to do. Drop your questions below. Bye. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgia Junkies podcast. Follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast, and make sure to never miss an episode. Till the next episode.